welcome back to another episode of an extra dose podcast we're so excited to be back with you guys another week and as usual we have some fun topics for you guys and we hope you guys had a good weekend we are well it's almost the weekend again but we are a little late this week on our episode but we're here and we've as usual experiencing a ton of rain in Dallas I don't know what is going on it has been the rainiest what it's in the news it's been the rainiest October, September and October September ever and October. to record, like to date. I don't know if that's since like Dallas was around or, <laughs> I mean, we definitely feel it. We've been, it's been raining literally almost every day and it is getting out of control. I like the rain for like a day or two and then I'm like, no, I want the sunshine and, but I think the rain should be over by now. So we are hoping for lots of sunshine in the next few days few weeks and days, whatever. So we wanted to kind of start off with um, a topic we haven't really shared before, and it's a little bit more personal, but we know a lot of girls have struggled with this, and that's going to be birth control. Obviously, being in high school and college, I mean, obviously everyone learns about it, and it's really important because when you start having people that you're going to that level with, you want to be safe. But I think there's so many people that get put on birth control, and I'm not gonna get super in. We're not gonna get super into like what our views are. Yeah, what our views are and all that. But just from our personal experiences, um, I think that you know it can be it can be beneficial, but it can also lead to other issues. So for us personally, I mean, maybe you maybe you're on it and you're totally fine. You feel great and. You haven't had any issues, but unfortunately for us, and I've heard from lots of other people like us, that they didn't have the best experience and they didn't feel well. So I wish I had known other people that had kind of gone through the same thing, so I would have had to, like, experience everything. I mean, not that it was bad. I learned a lot from it, but I feel like had I known a little bit more, I would have been better off, maybe. So a little bit about our story. Uh, We're not going to get super detailed in that, but... We both, I think we got on pretty late compared to most people our age. I mean, I feel like people are on it usually. We have a lot of friends that were on Accutane or something that they had to be in birth control for when they were a lot younger, like in their teens. So they were already on it when they started becoming sexually active. But for us, uh, I mean, honestly, we we, we just weren't until that point. And so uh, we both decided to get on it in college and... We just kind of went to our doctor and said we wanted to be on it, and they will prescribe it, obviously, which they should. They prescribe it, you know, because if you ask for it, it's better to be safe than sorry. And we both got put on it, and what we were put on, I said I didn't want to be anything, like, super strong, like, with a lot of hormones because I didn't know how I'd I'd react. And we both kind of had irregular cycles just ever since we got our periods. I mean, right? I feel like... Yeah, I feel like we, in high school... In middle school, I feel like I maybe like sometimes it was consistent, but it was never. I think neither one of us were never the people that was like every month I got it on the dot. I never did. Yeah, so it already started off that way for us, and going later when we got it in college, obviously taking birth control it regulates your period. Like you get it. So we were on. I'm jumping ahead. We were on low loestrogen FE, which is. A very low dosage of hormones. I think it's maybe the lowest. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the lowest one, or it was at that time. It was this was a long. This was probably like ten years ago. So, 
I things have probably changed and advanced, but that was the lowest one of the time. We got put on it. I don't remember what time of year it was, but I remember it wasn't. I was on it. We both were on it at the same time as usual, and it wasn't long before I started not feeling well. I didn't know what was causing it. I didn't really put two and two together, but at that time, I wasn't really super into fitness. I ate whatever I wanted. I didn't really work out, and so I think around that time is when we started getting more into it, but. As I just realized I was getting super hungry all the time. And I know everyone says these are the cliche things everyone says when they get on birth control and your hormones and whatever. But I remember feeling super hungry and just feeling really bloated and puffy. And I was like, I don't, we haven't done anything differently. And also around that time, I started eating healthier. Like I said, we both did. So I remember we went back for our follow up. I scheduled an appointment. And to be honest, we both don't go to doctors a lot. We just, we haven't only ever been that sick. I know it's bad, but we just wouldn't really ever go see like a regular doctor, like regularly. So when we went to go back, I explained why I wasn't feeling well and I felt just not, my digestion was off. And I remember the nurse practitioner kind of like blew me off and was like, no, I think it's just you're eating a lot of vegetables. You're eating healthier. That's why, which when I'm thinking back, I'm like, that sounds... No, they also said we were eating too much. Oh, oh, I was eating she too much. She said, you're hungrier, and so you're getting weight because you're eating too much. Yeah, that, and I was eating healthier than I ever had. Like, and lots of vegetables and working had. out, which... And I was like, what? That's ridiculous. But that's literally what she told me. And I'm thinking back on it now, I'm like, that's... That's absurd. And it's, it's bad that they're... I mean, I'm not trying to bash physicians. I'm just saying... Why would you be promoting thoughts that doing this is making me worse? Because that's just going to make me like not want to work out, not going to eat healthier because I'm be like, well, before I did all this, I felt better. So why am I bothering? That type of attitude, that's not what people need to hear. Anyways, long story short, we did, as usual, a bunch of research on my own. And I was like, maybe it's the birth control. That's something I've changed. So we both kind of made the decision. They did prescribe me a different one, and I never filled the pres- – or I think I did fill the prescription, but I yeah, never took did. it. And I was dating someone at that time, and I was like, look, I don't feel well, and I just – I can't be on this anymore. So I decided to get off to see if I felt better, and I didn't feel better. I didn't feel better, like, right away, but after a few months, I noticed that I was having a lot of other issues. Like, my mood – I mean, well, already on the birth control, I already felt like this, but I felt like I was having a lot of emotional issues, and I mean, not like crazy, but I definitely felt different. I felt like I, felt I was unstable. very enraged. Yeah, like I just, you know, when your hormones are off, and then my cycle was messed up ever since then. I mean, it was already bad before, but it was never, I think I might have lost it for a long time, or I don't, I don't even know if I was getting it, which is terrible if you're like, especially if you're sexually active, but you shouldn't, I mean, that's just not normal. You, sh- I mean, you should be getting a period, so... I, I mean, this was what, our junior year of college. I didn't, I never got back on it. And, um, I didn't know we both didn't have our cycles for a really long time. I would get it sometimes, but I just, most of the time I just would never get it, which is weird. I mean, I kind of got used to, I was like, well, this is my new normal right now, but it's not. And it's like when I'd go to like, I mean, again, we don't go to doctors often, but they'd ask me like, when's your last cycle? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> They're like, well, do you think you could be pregnant? I'm like, no. But that's just like, I mean, that's not good. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say one way or the other. There are people that take it and I were at, like basically pulling all my friends. Being like, well, what's, 
what do you want? And like, how do you like it? And it, the thing is, everybody's different. Some, some people have been on it for 10 years already or even longer and that's all they know and they're not very in tune with their body. So they're like, oh, I feel fine. And maybe they do feel fine. But for people like us that are probably more sensitive to stuff like that, it, it was not a good reaction for me. And I was scared to ever go back on it because I never want to feel that way. Of course, if you guys have read our story shortly after that, we got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And I have read, which I don't know if it's true, so don't take our words for it, but that it could be related to that. And now through doing all our stuff with medical medium, we're starting to read other stuff like how you get all these other conditions. And I do think it's all related. I do. Or it could have just been a coincidence that it all happened at the same time. It kind of was a domino effect. But personally, we're both not on any hormonal birth controls. Um, obviously, we use stuff, we use safe protection and all that. But I'm not saying that's the best way to go because stuff can happen. But I'm just saying it's something if you're on it and you're not feeling well, it's definitely something to look into. Do your research. Don't just listen to people or people around you or your doctors like you know your body best and I know we've always preached that on on this podcast that you know your 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 own best advocate and you, you know when you're not feeling right so just because you need to be on it I think it's something you need to be vocal about if you have a partner and say like how you're feeling because I can guarantee you if a guy if you, a guy or a girl whatever whoever you're dating and you're with didn't feel well they would be doing the same they would not be putting up with it so if you do I mean if you're fine then don't worry about it but if you are don't be scared to, you know, to speak up and say what's on your mind or how you're feeling because your health is the most important thing. You don't want to get to where we ended up, so. Yeah, I mean, I do think it, I've, I actually bought medical medium. I sound like I'm like one of his like little posses, but. <laughs> posses. Um, followers. Yeah. Like you are I'm, follower, like a groupie. But... Um, I think he has a lot of them though, so. He has a million groupies, yeah. so. <laughs> but it really, honestly, his, I wouldn't even call it a protocol because he doesn't like saying that. It's like what he what he describes all the knowledge he shares in his books i just bought the liver rescue book that just came out yesterday i'm part of the hashtag nerd yeah i bought it i've been she's like she's like halfway through the book yeah i am because it interests me a lot like anyone that's a little bit interested in like not even you're into health but learning stuff is he has three books i've read this will be the second one but it's just they're both they're both the ones two i've that i've read so far are super enlightening and they just have so much knowledge and he shares a lot of stuff in there that he's like this is not known by medical communities and it's just really crazy to think that maybe in 50 years like you'll be one of the few people that excuse me literally i'm tired i'm yawning um that knows this kind of stuff that he's saying they're not at that place yet but basically he's his theory is that the hypothyroid or anything with your thyroid and a lot of different things i mean i'm not going to say it because I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not the one that knows the knowledge, so don't take my word for it. I would go read the book because it's just super interesting how your liver basically plays a role in all this stuff. But the, the, the main thing is, is that he's saying that a lot of these, I mean, which could be true, are the, a lot of these prescriptions, they have a lot of heavy metals and toxins in them. And so it just whacks out your body. And so if you already have like a, a bad liver, like I feel like we did, um, it just, everything is just a domino fat. Everything, it's like a bucket. You keep putting it in there and it just, I can't take it at some point. So I'm not saying it was one there or another. I think I had a lot of other issues and then the thyroid kind of stemmed from that, I think. And then just like, as you guys know, we kind of felt fine for a while. We were on, we were on, um, a medicine for hypothyroid for three or four years. And, um, 
I mean, I still was getting, like, as you guys know, we've discussed in many episodes and blog posts that we started having a bunch of health issues. And um, so that's why I'm thinking this is kind of what it was. And I've had a lot of still, like I've talked about in another episode, people are still messaging us about the breast implants. And this is unrelated, but kind of related to what we're talking about. I am well aware that they're not probably the best things for your body. And I know that so many people have felt better removing them. But like we've said before in other episodes, we really appreciate everyone being very concerned about them. But at this time, like because the main reason is that I've had these issues since before I ever got them put in. So do I think it made it worse? Yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm not sitting here living in a world that I think it didn't make it worse or that they're good for my body. But I'm not at a point where I'm like at some of these people that have like numbness and tingling. They feel don't feel like I'm the same human. Like I'm not at this point. And even since changing my diet and doing different things, I've felt a drastic different difference. So I'm just gonna stick personally with what I'm doing. And I I'm very happy for those of you guys that feel better and it's fixed all your issues. But I'm kind of not at that point yet where I'm gonna like remove them because I think yeah. that. But with that being said, going back to the birth control, I do think it's all related. And, and there are different, so there are yeah. the IUDs. I'm sure you guys have heard of them. There's the hormonal and the non-hormonal. There's, so the hormonal is the Mirena, and there's a few other brands. And then the non-hormonal is the Paragard. And I honestly looked uh, into both of those. I know that our dad personally, he's a physician, was saying, oh, get the Paragard. But as usual, I went online and I looked it up, and I didn't really like what I had to say about it. I per- I know people that do have it, and they've had, I've heard both positive and negative about it. So I know it works over some people. I personally just didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to deal with any hassle I'd have with it later because I already had gone through enough. But if you do have any success with it or you're on a birth control that you like, I mean, we'd love to hear about it. But at this time, that's kind of where we stand. So again... The main thing there is... There are some people that also, like, track their temperature. Oh, yeah, there's... that's There's some, like, really natural ways. There's, like, apps you or can watches track, or like, bracelets. Yeah. I mean, you could look into those. I haven't personally tried them. I mean, I've been kind of tempted to, but I've never really... Well, and I'm not, I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. What? Yeah, TMI, I know, but, but I'm saying these I'm people... Not, these are no, people that are trying to avoid pregnancy. Right, but also there's people yeah. who can use that stuff By to, the same token. to get pregnant. Yeah, I have heard, again, I'm not trying to get pregnant, but I have heard that... Again, another thing with the birth control is that people can get off and they might get pregnant right away, but some other people they really struggle with. And I also think, going back to I think it's a lot of issues are happening in your body. I don't think it's just the birth control, but it does make sense, too, that you're suppressing a bunch of hormones and then you want them to be appear all over again. So yeah, I think, yeah, just if you're having those issues, I think definitely look into it, but... If not, just kind of stick with what you're doing. But, but be wanted, aware of, yeah. you know, if your body changes or you feel different, I would just just know maybe that's what's going on. So kind of sticking on the health topic, we got a few requests. The holidays are coming up. Halloween just ended, and I know candy's a big thing for Halloween, candy and chocolate. And I love those little mini bite-sized candies and chocolates. They're addicting. But now we have Thanksgiving coming up and then obviously Christmas and Hanukkah and New, New Year's. Year's. So all those holidays, there's like a ton of events going on and the next two months will be super busy with get-togethers and parties. And we wanted to share, we'll be sharing more tips probably as, as it gets closer, but just, you know, for the stuff that's starting out now, some tips on how to stay on track at these kind of events and parties that you're going on and 
not to get overwhelmed if I'm going to gain a bunch of weight or I'm going to get super unhealthy because no one wants to feel sluggish and tired during that time. You want to be energetic and it's just a busy time, so you want to feel your best. So we want to share some of our tips and some stuff that we have read about over the years and some stuff that we implement every day and every day for us, but just that you can definitely try over the holidays. So for one, obviously it's like, this is kind of like a no brainer, but I would definitely know what you don't want to go somewhere starving. So for me and the same for Sam, I think if we are like hangry already before we go somewhere and that's for everybody, you'll just end up eating a bunch of stuff. Everything sounds good. Everything sounds amazing. And it's not going to be the healthy stuff. Usually it's going to be the stuff that's really not healthy for you. I know for me, I like when I'm really, really hungry, I will eat, I want to eat anything. Even if it's something I wouldn't normally want to eat, I'm like, I will eat, want to devour it. So for me, I know I need to have like a snack every couple hours. It sounds like a lot, but for me, it works. I need to be kind of grazing all day. And especially if I'm about to go somewhere, I know it sounds silly to eat before you go somewhere, but you don't want to get there like starving and eat a bunch of stuff that you don't really want to eat a lot of. So for me, I'll have a little light snack before I go. I mean, I'm not saying go have a huge meal, but I was definitely one of those people that is going to have something for I mean, I sometimes eat. I kind of have a meal. It's, I mean, to most people, it's a meal. To me, it's a I snack. I mean, calorie-wise, it's yeah. probably not a meal. So but. I'll have some ideas. I'll have like some hummus with some like raw veggies, um, some fruit, or so a, little, a little some, salad, a little salad. So yeah, you can take, you can eat quickly or before you head out. Whatever it is, just something quick that some you can fruit. grab. Yeah, like an said apple. I said that. Like an apple or yeah. grapes. So it can be something super heavy, just something to snack on. And then so obviously that try to drink a lot of water, stay hydrated. As far as the alcohol goes, we a lot of this is a whole other topic. We all had a question with the alcohol. You're gonna probably be drinking a lot during those times. So I would just, you know, monitor that. Try to drink a lot of water in between all your your drinks and just try to stay hydrated because not only will it keep you fuller, but you'll just feel better. You won't feel super dehydrated and you need to be drinking water. The alcohol and other stuff will dehydrate you more. So just make sure that you're drinking a lot of water with it. And even if you're not wanting to drink, some ideas are like drink some sparkling water. You can infuse it with some fruit or something like that. Or you can just with some lime. Um, you can have like a mocktail. I mean, there's ways to make it healthier if you really don't want to drink, but that's another topic. And then, obviously, fill your plate up with mostly fruits and vegetables, and then you can add in some of the other stuff that's fun to eat. Not that fruits and vegetables aren't fun, but just try to stick to that. And, for I mean, for me, that's, like, what I eat every day, so whatever. But for most people, try to stick to those, and then you can have the other stuff, too. But you'll try to fill up on that stuff first. And then um, I would say if there's something that's, like, more on the unhealthy side – then I would say fill up your plate. Obviously, like I said, the fruits and vegetables. Fill up your plate, like one portion of it. And then if you're still hungry for the next round, you can get a little bit more. But make sure that's not the first thing you go for. Because if you're hungry, you're going to want to eat like all of that and nothing else. Um, and then Sam, you some. Um, so the main one I, that I always try to stick to, you know, I'm eating at, I actually use this trick, even if I'm eating at home. Yeah. I might like just making dinner for myself is I will eat on a, on a smaller plate. So at home, I have like a, 
I actually use like the Corel plates. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but I really like those. I recommend those, by the way. They're white. They come in different colors, but they're like unbreakable. They used to be like really popular. I feel like I feel like no one cares about them now. But <laughs> anyway, the, my main point is like the dinner plate is pretty big. I don't know if it's a normal size. I just feel like it's like huge. Yeah, my, I, like I mean, I'm 5'1", so I'm like, I don't know if I... No, I it's could, a big plate. It's a big plate. And then the salad plate, I feel like it, like, it should be like a normal plate. Yeah. In like America, they don't think that. But anyway... It's so I eat off those plates for like not all just my salad. Meals. All my meals I try unless I like run out. Like I used to eat like my pancakes and stuff on the bigger plates, but that's besides the point. So but when I go to like when you go to a party, they might have like salad plates or kind of thing when you go to a buffet. They usually don't give you like a big plate. They give you smaller plates sometimes because they want you to that's the whole point they want you to eat less food so it's the same trick if you get a bigger plate which happens to me all the time if i have a bigger plate i will fill that thing load it it's up. not gonna look empty ever i don't care if it's a platter I'll, no one wants a sad little plate i know it's like no. well some people do i laugh when we go to like a buffet yeah. and people they barely fill it up they i'm like, like are you kidding they me they have three little piles on there yeah. and i'm like mine's like nah. literally i mean okay granted i have like a bunch of greens on there it's like a mountain it's of greens it's all solid but okay normal normal people don't do that so so what I'm saying is that's the same trick applies, but for yourself at a party, try to, if they have a smaller plate, even if it's like a dessert plate or a salad plate, at least you're getting something unhealthy. It's, you're going to eat way less of it because if you're like me and you like to clear off the plate, you're going to be eating way less calories than you would if you filled up a giant plate and especially you're getting first, seconds, whatever. Just make sure you use a smaller plate and then you can just, then you won't feel as guilty going back for seconds. And like Alexis was saying, if you fill that up with greens, I think that should be the first place you go because if you fill up on the unhealthy stuff first, your plate will be full and you'll be like, oh darn, I don't have room for like the vegetables. I'll come back for it and you'll be yeah. full and you'll never eat it. So my other trick is after you get the smaller plate, go for the whatever fruit or vegetables they have around. I don't care if they're like, try to get the fresh, like the fresh ones because they don't have um, oil or any dressings on them. So try to get those first and then try to get the dressing like, uh, which I'll go into the next thing, but so try to get greens or raw veggies or if they don't have any of those, the cooked vegetables, try to like get at least half your plate of those and then you can put the other splurge worthy ones on the other side. And then also when it comes to salads, if they do have a salad that does, it isn't already dressed, which most of them probably will be, but if it isn't, I would use the fork trick, which I've talked about before, but that's literally just dipping the fork instead of pouring the dressing all over and like with the ladle or whatever, don't I would avoid doing that get get some on the side of your plate or something pour it or if they have a little container and then use your fork to just get dip it in the salad dressing and then kind of like smear it on the lettuce so you can put as much as you want on there but you're not dousing it and making it all soggy and that's a 10 that dressing alone is like a ton of sugar and, and carbs and calories that are you don't even realize you're eating them because they're it's like liquid so the other thing I would say is when you get there, hopefully you're not hangry because you had a snack before, is take a, like a lap around the the um, the area, I, like the party, the buffet section, before you get all your food. So you can see everything that's available, like I said, see what greens there are, and see everything that is available before you start piling your plate and realizing that you don't have time, you don't have any more room, I'm sorry. And then these other tick, tri- uh, tricks... Tips and tricks apply to more um, being active so that you can feel like you're you're burning a little bit more calories when you're eating all that. That's not the goal. You should enjoy it. But just so you feel better is 
before, like maybe if you're visiting people out of town or just on your own, maybe in the mornings, you know, you don't want to go to the gym or something, but make an effort to spend time with your family and friends, make plans to go on a walk or do something active together so that you guys know, like for example, on Thanksgiving, I think it's always nice to go on a walk after just to help your food digest. I'm not saying to burn calories, but it helps you to get moving and just like take a break from all the eating and sitting down, watching football and stuff. Or you could do it in the morning if you're like visiting family or even if you're by yourself, like just go take a walk. I do it all the time. Clear your head, go on a walk and then you can, then you know you did something for yourself that day. Not necessarily like calorie wise, but just like you got mental clarity and different stuff. And then another trick is you could do a board game with your family and friends and maybe even pick one that's like charades, something like charades you're moving around. So you feel like a little bit more active and your body, you just feel better moving around. So hopefully those tricks and tips help you guys moving into the holiday season. Yeah, and I mean, you can apply this any day, but especially in the holidays. So kind of staying on the active uh, category, we're going to share some at-home workouts because actually today we were at our parents' house and we, I mean, we usually go to the gym here, but we were like really really pressed on time and I was like I still want to do something just something short and they have like a, an elliptical here and they have like a few free weights but I was like well I don't have time to do all that so I was like what can I do so I did a little bit on the elliptical a little workout and then I found these resistance bands that my mom had and I did like a little workout with those and I actually I mean I wasn't like sweating but my my muscles were like burning so bad weren't yours yeah, too my glutes so I'm sure to be super sore around because it's like stuff I don't normally do but it gave me the idea to kind of share some stuff that you can do at home there's no like if you want to get something quick in it doesn't have to be an hour long there's so many ways that you can get a good workout in at home and just because you don't have a gym membership doesn't mean you can't get a good workout so don't be like don't make excuses or say you can't because I know it can be expensive but there's so many ways that you can get a workout in at home without even paying for stuff. So I'm going to share our favorites. Obviously, going to a gym motivates me more, but when I'm at home, I can still get something in if I want to. So obviously, some equipment that you can, that you can use or you can buy or for like not very ex- very You can get on Amazon. on Amazon yeah. are the resistance bands, which we were using today. You can use them for so many different types of workouts, and those are really good for your muscles to train different muscles. They're good even if you go to a gym, bring yeah. them with you. Then you can get a jump rope. That's really good cardio. You don't even need a machine. And the trampoline, our parents have like little like single person trampoline, but it's really good for... I think some people call it a rebounder. A rebounder. Yeah. It's good for your lymphatic system, but it's also good. Like it gets your heart rate up. I was getting really tired on it when I was jumping on it today. And it's not as hard on your muscles. Yeah. And then obviously a Bones. yoga mat if you want to do like some yoga or stretching or just there's some workouts you need a yoga mat for. Like That's Pilates something. you can do. We yeah. used to do like DVDs. They're yeah. hard. Well, I know. So obviously so, so some ways that you can get workouts. You can find workouts. Obviously we recommend doing like a HIIT workout which is high intensity interval training. That is like the most effective type of cardio to do we think at least. And you can find workouts like that or any type of workout on YouTube like People post so many free videos on there. It's crazy. Instagram. Yeah, I know. Instagram and Pinterest. Those three, there's tons of stuff out there. You oh, yeah, need... Pinterest. We still look yeah. all the time I used college. to look on Pinterest in college. I mean, I didn't even go to a gym. That's where I got I all my stuff. I didn't know what stuff. I was doing. I mean, that's where we research everything. And then Instagram now, there's so many videos. There's so many fitness people. So there's never an excuse. Not to, you just have to look around a little bit and kind of write it out. And, and now you can save it on Instagram. You, yeah, I'm you sure YouTube, you do the same yeah. thing. So you can plan ahead. Um, 
then obviously what we did in college was P90X. So like the beach body stuff, I don't know if they promote it as much anymore, but P90X, Insanity, we did both of those. And they're a really good place to start. I don't know if, I mean, this is before there was social media. Yeah. So I mean, they're, I think they're Which great. So weird they're great about. tools, but like no one posted stuff on social media at that time. So we did that, those videos and they're good. And then there's obviously power yoga. There's uh, If you want to get your heart rate up more, power yoga is a good way to get like a stretch and get your heart rate up. And there's BBG, which if you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen it on social media, and then the Fit Body Guide. And then, oh, another equipment that you could get if you want is just some light dumbbells. I think weight training is the best thing you can do to strengthen everything. But if you don't have them at home, you can definitely go without them. But if you do have the means to get like a light set, like five or 10 pounds, it can really boost like burning more calories and just getting in a better workout. So, because you can use with those, honestly, if you have dumbbells, you can do it's they're so versatile. You can do them with all different kinds of workouts, even like Pilates, yoga. You might be able to use them for stuff. And, like, you don't need to buy benches. Like, you can use a chair. You can use a stairs. Yeah. So, like, I feel like dumbbells are the best thing to invest in. And the bands. And we do have – a lot of people ask about our workouts. And I get a question almost every day when I post a workout. I post something at the gym. Like, what's your workout routine? And to answer that, we actually do have a podcast episode on our workout routine. That's probably a while ago. But we do have one that we talked all about it. And not much has really changed. But – it doesn't, for us, I don't think the workouts are as important. For me, it's just staying active and staying in shape. But the eating is, like, I would say 90% of it, like I've said before. So you really, your diet needs to be on point. Not all the time, but just kind of be in tune with it. And the workouts are obviously important to feel in shape and feel fit. But I would say, if you are curious about our workouts, we have a ton of workouts on our blog. If you search fitness or if you search workouts, a lot of them should pop up with a ton of uh, blog posts about different tips that we have and what we eat, what we do for our leg workouts, what we do for arm workouts. We have all types of posts on that that are pretty old, so you might not find them to go through a few pages on our blog. And then we also have, um, we do have a few um, ebooks that we made a couple years ago that have tips in them. They have at home workouts with pictures, and I mean they are a couple years old, so keep that in mind. But uh, we also have like we sold some weekly workouts that were like ten dollars. I haven't done one in a while, but they're still really good workouts if you want like an at home one that tells you exactly what to do. So if you can't find those, you can always message us, but they're on our blog if you search again, if you search fitness or you search workouts. So we're gonna wrap up this episode was kind of short. It was just it's late and so we just wanted to get one in for you guys. But we're going to wrap up. I know Thanksgiving's not for a couple weeks, but we're going to wrap up with our favorite Thanksgiving dishes. And that's hard because... We're always excited about food. Yeah, we love food. And Thanksgiving is hands down my favorite holiday because I love to eat and it's my fave. But my favorite dish is going to be the very cliche pumpkin pie. I know. I just love it. What can I say? I love everything pumpkin, pumpkin pancakes, pumpkin Mm, muffin. You're getting me so hungry. I know. I'm like starving right now. I I need a little snack, speaking of. But I love pumpkin everything. And you can definitely, for those of you guys, I mean, definitely you can indulge in the real thing. But for me, sometimes I like to make a healthier one. Last year we made a crust out of coconut flour and like coconut oil. And it turned out really well. And then we made our own pumpkin pie filling. And it still tasted pretty good. I didn't do whipped cream on it, but I should have. And it's super easy to make. It wasn't very hard. Of course, you can just go buy the store-bought one, like whatever. But... It's my favorite dessert. It's so good. I could eat it every day. So that's mine. 
So mine would be a tie with that as well, but I'll pick something different. I love sweet potato, like the dish, the sweet potato dish with the marsh, posing marshmallow the casserole. on top. Yeah. So good. And you can actually make it really healthy. You don't have to add in, like going back to the healthy tips. Um, both of them can be made healthier, actually both dishes, but the sweet potato, you could actually do just mash up like sweet stew all the time literally just mash up the sweet potato like cook them steam them or put them in the oven and literally just mash them up peel the skins off and or you can leave the skin if you wanted it mash them up and then we would put pumpkin pie spice cinnamon i think we'd put a little bit of unsweetened almond milk and then you could do some honey raw honey and mix it all together and then obviously put the marshmallows on top so you don't need to add like butter or cream or anything else or brown sugar or brown sugar you don't need that it's like unnecessary I mean, you can, but you can make it healthier. If you want to make it healthier. That's a good way to save calories. So, again, we know it's a really short episode, and we want to make them longer, but this one was just a quick one. We wanted to get in for you guys. But we're so grateful for all of you guys who listen and share us your sweet comments on Instagram. And if you haven't checked out our episodes, you you should definitely listen to them. Let us know if you have any podcast topic suggestions or – any kind of feedback, we're always open to it. Um, again, you can message us and find us on Instagram at alexis.bellbell and at Samantha Bellbell. Or you can email us at doubledoseblog at gmail.com and obviously on our blog, a doubledose.com. And we hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you guys next week.